Hi guys and welcome to this episode of Trade Talks. I go about as Medici effects and in today's episode we've got Adriana on the show. This is our third podcast together. So once again, welcome Adriana. Hello, thank you for inviting me again. Yeah, I'm happy thank- to be here. Nice to hear. Thank you for joining. So in this podcast we actually want to touch upon a really interesting uh, topic that Adriana proposed. It is in fact the four stages of mastering trading. And I would also say maybe mastering any other skill out there, be it a language or anything else. Um, It could also be classified as the four stages of competence. Uh, I'm going Mm -hmm. to be putting up a image right now on the screen for you guys of this pyramid. So you guys know what we're going to be talking about. And as Adriana has proposed this topic, I'm going to let her take the lead on this one. And we're going to have a conversation regarding all of this. So, Adriana, go your way. Okay, thank you. Uh, Well, this topic about the four levels to master trading, I think it's something really important because uh, sometimes as a trader, so when we are developing a skill, we don't really know in what point we are. And that can be frustrating. It can make us feel bad because we don't see some type of results or we don't really know like the structure of the things that we are doing wrong and we should be better. Mm-hmm. So I think this pyramid is going to be really helpful. So as we already know, trading is a skill and it can be acquired over time. You know, it's not about spending a lot of time or putting a lot of effort and pushing it hard. It's about achieving consistency, discipline and doing low effort frequently to produce a high impact. So. If you know, if you're a trader or you're trying to become consistent in trading, when you go in the computer, it takes a long time, right? Because sometimes we have to wait for trades and stuff like that. When once we we become more proficient and more consistent, we're going to be able to just go for the trades and get out of the of the market, you know, kind of being happy with what we're doing and flowing with the market. And that's kind of the point where we want to be. But that's just gonna be achieved with discipline and consistency. And another example that I can think of is, for example, when we have goals and we're putting too much pressure on achieving those goals fast, it might be a problem because it's like going to the gym. If I go and work out nine hours today, I might do a lot today and I might not work out for a whole month. But if you just do one hour a day consistently for a long period of time, that's when you're going to see sustainable and good results. So I think it's important to have that in mind that it's not about getting everything this month, but just being consistent and try to do the better we can. Yeah, I really agree on that. Uh, Quickly going to interrupt you. That consistency in the long run beats anything in the short run. You know, you might see uh, your friends, you might see other people succeeding in the short run, uh, be it making a lot of money on scalping or whatever. And you're wondering, why am I not winning? Uh, Let's say that if you're consistent with your little wins, that's going to be far more effective than the quick wins of anyone around you. And trust me, you're going to be much happier doing that than having quick returns on a short time frame. Yeah. And I think also sometimes we probably compare ourselves, as you were saying. Yeah. And that's a problem. Even happens to me sometimes. And with, with things that are not really that important, you know, then I'm thinking like see what I was thinking. But it's good for us to be aware of that because when instead of us comparing with somebody else, we should compare with ourselves. So in three months from now, um, 
I was in this point and now I'm in this other point that is a little bit more advanced. I'm developing a skill in certain part. I should be happy with that because that means that I'm moving forward. Exactly. I don't care about the other person because at the end of the day, if they make money, they're not going to share with me. So what should be, exactly. <laughs> what should I be thinking about that? You know, it's not, it doesn't going to affect my life at all if they make money or not. Exactly that. Or sometimes you compare, for example, your second year of doing something to their sixth year of doing yes. something, you know, and <laughs> sadly well. enough, yeah, it doesn't really add up because, you know, if you're in your third year and they're on your seventh year, they might be uh, achieving something bigger than you. And you're like, yo, but I'm one year later. So I, am I not supposed to catch up? But then we tend to forget that they're also working and yes, that uh, messes up time. as well. Yeah. So the first, there's four stages. This is a pyramid called a hierarchy of competence. And this, as you said, is not just for trading. It can be to learn a language, to learn how to drive, to learn how to play piano, stuff like that. You know, it's a skill that you're going to acquire over time. Yeah. So the first step that we have is the newbie trader because it's going to be focused on trading, but you can compare it with any other activity. So here the trader doesn't really know that much. Uh, his, his or her trading decisions are basically gambling decisions. They don't know when they should be long, they, where they should be short. So they don't really have any structure to follow related with trading. They're just gambling. So some characteristics that you can probably identify yourself is ask yourself if this is you, you know, like ask yourself if probably you're not really having any structure of your changing your strategy in the daily best in the daily basis, right? You're trying something today and you're trying something different the next week and trying something different the next week. And you don't really um, like focus and develop some type of a strategy, like having a strong base, but you're just jumping around. Uh, you're also randomly opening and closing positions without the system and also, you don't have good risk management. So right. you have these huge losses, big position size, moving the stop. Basically, you're playing around, you know? Yeah. And, and in this stage, the trader or anyone trying to learn a skill, they may not fully understand the usefulness of this skill. Yes. Uh, and I think that an individual in this stage, in the beginning of stage, the length at which the individual is in this stage depends on the strength of the stimulus to wanting to learn further in this field. So yeah. what I mean by that is that, let's say, yes, you might just start off Forex and you're two months in and you're still at the stage of playing around, but until you want to stop for a second and consciously uh, sit down and think of what, why am I clicking these things and how can I make these things be clicked like, uh, let's say more work. professionally work. Yeah. yeah. Then is when you can actually start continuing. But before that, anything before that, uh, until you sit down, just to think you're not going to move anywhere mm -hmm. with anything. And it's funny because that's where most of the people is right now. Mm -hmm. Like they don't really know what to do, but because they're seeing a lot of propaganda oh, about yeah. people making money and the stock market and all that, they just go and click buttons. I think so. Yeah, they uh, they sit on their Instagram where wherever it may be, right? Doesn't matter where, and they're just yeah, they are clicking their buttons, and they uh, they don't they're understand hoping. why they're doing it. They they're just yes. doing it because the other people are doing it. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and I think that's like the most destructive one, 
because when you're on this part, first of all, um, there is people with a bunch of information, good information, bad information. You don't gonna know if what you're learning is gonna work for something. You don't gonna know if you're learning the right thing, if you're practicing the right thing, or if you're going nowhere. Like you don't know nothing. You yeah, know. True. Um, and that also is gonna make you create some pain with trading. The problem here is that in unconsciousness and incompetence, uh, the person, uh, kind of in a sense any information given to him, he's going to be feeding off of it. The problem yes. here is that is like an infant. If you teach an infant something and then they create that system of belief that that what they've been taught is right, that's how they're going to follow through in their life. Problem here is that if people do that with trading and they get, let's say, a lot of wrong information the first three to four months, even maybe a year if their stage takes that long, that's going to build their belief which they're going to be acting upon. And let's say five years down the line when they want to become a successful and master trader, they won't be able to unless they really change their belief that they learned on the first stage. So And, and that's even harder because you have to unlearn mm -hmm. and then you have to learn. So it's basically double of work. Yeah, so basically this propaganda that we're being given or the beginners are being given is making everybody learn the wrong thing and really few people are going to be later on willing to unlearn they'd rather give up but that's a we're going to talk about later on yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, okay so that's the first one and also if you just seen by the size of the colors whatever this is when most of where most of the people is and as you know the people that makes money in trading uh, we make it because there is people that loses money like we need the other part of the trade to make money so yep. this is how the system is gonna make it look right like they're gonna push it to keep it like that so the second step is the conscious incompetence here the person is learning he's learning some techniques uh, what is what is the right thing to do what is the wrong thing to do and usually here is when the trader realizes that it really needs to learn the right way um, learn the right way like going to courses getting a mentor coaching yeah. instructor whatever some type of um, structure information like for somebody would be going to college so yes. uh, we were talking before we started recording about languages right yeah. how, for example this is a learning a language if i'm for example in this in the first level when i when i was learning english for example in this level i didn't know nothing about english like zero then over here in the conscious incompetence i was like okay there is no other way like, I'm not going to learn this if I don't stop reading, if I don't start listening like songs or talking to somebody or using the translator, you know, something. I have to start having a structure to stop getting knowledge. Exactly. So this is that part. This is usually the longest stage because most traders don't even pass this way for different reasons um, or they get stuck with uh, one system and then they're fighting it with another system because what they were doing in this part uh, sometimes they are more emotional with money because financially mental difficulties, as you said, is like a kid, you know, we're programmed. So yeah. this is basically where you're fighting with the program, trying to do the right thing, but it still is going to be a little instinctive and you're going to be making the same mistakes over and over again because you're still incompetent. This is, yeah, this is going to be the time when you're going to be working on your methodology and if you're given the right methodology, okay, you're going to start valuing the skill that you're actually pr practicing. So in this case, Forex uh, trading, 
you're going to be valuing this skill and you're going to be working on a methodology but uh, we forget in fact that the beliefs that we built up in the first stage if they're built up wrong we're going to doubt our methodology in this stage and yes. i think that's going to be the conflicting part for the incompetence because we're going to be working on our so for, first of all our beliefs are a set of uh, let's say our perception of the world of how it is and it's not only in mm -hmm. trading but i believe that our beliefs are set as when we're kids and when we have those wrong beliefs of how we see things that's going to greatly affect the methodology we're going to use so this uh, like you said is going to be the longest stage for many and for many this is going to be the end the last stage <laughs> yeah because uh what i want to say is that people will not want to stand face to face with the beliefs that they created mm -hmm. and they're gonna have that issue of uh no my initial belief my initial perception of what i saw of the market is correct and that's going to hinder their methodology because methodology is just a way to look at the market there's no right way yes, yes. so and another thing that i think is also important is that um I don't know if you watch the movie Matrix, but it's kind of like that. We usually, because of our ego or because of the beliefs that we have, we prefer to see this, the things with our perception. Yeah. But when you become a trader, you have to stop doing that. And it's not about being right. It's about knowing the truth. Yeah. So you're not going to be focusing no more in, oh my gosh, I lost this trade. I hate the markets. I can't do this no more. It's just go and analyze what was the mistake in learning the truth because then when you start developing that you're gonna be aware of what you have to look and another thing is being through with being honest with yourself so don't take trades because somebody tell you to take a trade like that's the worst thing i think you can do because you're first of all you're outsourcing your skill second you are getting wrong patterns because you're gonna be creating bad habits you're gonna be blaming or feeling good because somebody told you something you're not believing in yourself by doing that either you know yeah. so you want to make sure of really if you want to be a trader focus in yourself and focus in your journal you know try to keep track of what you're doing wrong and as you said being honest with yourself like i think this is that phase yeah i agree i uh, completely agree uh, actually i want to um incorporate something really interesting and this might be a really uh, psychological a huge psychological factor which many traders or upcoming traders may not know is that we have there's different kind of uh, venues in the world what you can do different fields let's say business and forex let's say you want to start up a business let's say you want to start up a clothing brand and let's say you also want to trade forex um there's this thing of like positivity thinking and uh, letting the emotions play so in businesses it doesn't really matter you can have your emotions at play you can have your positivity if you're positive in building a business and you're really like i'm gonna smash this and i'm gonna do this well you will because in businesses that's like that hunter mentality we have in our kind of primal brain uh, of actually getting out there and doing it the problem with that is that many people uh for example, in sports is the same. You need to go out there and you need to show that you're the best. And that's a huge problem because when people come back onto the markets or let's say an athlete and a professional like businessman who's made millions doing so comes into the market and is, let's say, alpha mentality or any kind of state mm -hmm. that he has to be the best. Um, Competitive. Exactly. That's going to destroy him. It's going to destroy him. Why? It's because in the markets, 
is we have to flip the we need to flip everything we knew from that business venture and that field of like sports because in trading the yeah. first of all market doesn't care and second of all it's not about showing that the market you are right if you're out here trying to show that the market you are right that means there's a sense of inadequacy because when you're out there in a sports field and you're trying to beat somebody, let's say it's boxing or MMA or whatever, and you're trying to beat your opponent, it shows that you're adequate. If you beat him, you're an adequate human, you're an adequate sportsman, you're, you're good. But in the market, when people do that and they want to show their adequacy, first of all, it shows that they have a fear and that they're also inadequate. They're scared to face that the fact that they can lose. Yeah, that's something you can't accept, for example, in sports or in business that you're losing. No, you, you can easily like ignore the emotions and you can push through it. But in trading, unless you stop and look at it, you will not move forward because it's going to hunt you and you're not going to make it. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the problem that I had at the beginning because as I was telling you, because I graduated from college so young and, you know, it's a lot of competition. You want to be the best, you want to be the most successful and you have like this chip in your head that you have to do everything to get it. Yeah, that was a problem because then I was over trading. I was getting more frustrated. I was pushing it. I was not enjoying the learning curve and really like focusing in learning the market. But I was more like in a competition type of mentality. Like I was just trying to get it. And if you keep doing that, you're just going to go broke. Uh, quickly on that is actually, um, you know, that mentality of uh, doing things and uh, over trading everything actually comes and um, stems from our primal brain brain, sorry, mm -hmm. of short term survival. Oh, yeah, because as uh, back in the day, oh, really long ago, we had to survive. We had to be out there. We had to do things quickly. You know, it's like flight or fight. And mm -hmm. uh, that's the problem that we still as humans apply that. And if you apply that in trading, you're not going to make it. And that's a huge, that's like, what you had as well, and what I still like have, and instincts. yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So coming back to our uh, pyramid, okay. that is, so, yeah, carry on. That's kind of incompetence, right? Right. So you still have the wrong analysis because you basically you have to accept yourself, and as you were saying, um, with sports in competition sports. Uh, well, competition activities sometimes we're looking for some type of approval exactly so it can be approval from your partner from your friends or to show your co-workers your classmates that you're this super trader that makes all this money and that's that's about too you know like this is all you have to focus on yourself on being the best person that you can be based on your uh, own experience not comparing yourself to somebody else to be better than somebody exactly with the competition you know and being honest with what you think you're doing right so, exactly yes i think that's that's key yeah okay one last thing before we go into the next one the consciousness and competence what we said is by far the probably the last stage for many traders yes and this can last up to maybe three to five years and yeah, yeah. for like the worst case five years is when people realize like it's not for me but that not for me is means they will never stand head to head to their beliefs that they set out as a as a kid and uh, what they kind of believed and they will never kind of face another kind of perception and they will just give up simply because they never had the courage to stand uh, against what they initially believed if that's kind yeah. of understandable being open-minded is yes key too. yes 
Exactly. Um, so then we continue to consciousness and competence. Conscious competence. Okay, so this is conscious competence. If you get out of this state, it's because you started following your plan, you started following your strategy, and you started doing the things that were right. So going back to the language example, conscious incompetence, I would be learning some words, some phrases, some basic phrases. I would start to practicing my listening, etc. You're This is training mode, right? Mm -hmm. And when I get to conscious competence is when I'm actually doing it right and... In my case, I have some friends that going with the language example with English. They said that they are never going to learn English and they try and they don't. <laughs> they can't because they are so programmed that they're bad on English or they're so programmed that this is so hard that they don't really believe. Yeah, they're limit that's they a limiting believe. belief. And they they're still there even if they can't do a lot of effort and they say like okay i'm gonna try i'm gonna try but if you're negative and if you you have to have faith yeah and having faith is hard more if you come from you know your culture or what you learn that you can't believe in nobody you can't believe because if you can't believe in your in nobody that means you can't believe in yourself yep. because you're, you're the body too so you have to learn how to have faith um i'm not too with religion and stuff, but I consider myself spiritual in the point that I, you know, I believe in a higher self and I believe that we should be focusing in kind of be open-minded and don't be that hard with ourselves, you know, kind of just try to go in with the process, with a positive mind and with faith that it's going to be okay. Um, yeah. Two things quickly. I'm going to interrupt you. Uh, that uh, do you think that backtesting already start like when you're back testing your strategy and you're starting to see a win rate of um, let's say 80% or something do you think that comes here or do you think that back testing can already can still fall into conscious incompetence well i think that would probably when you're moving to the conscious competence because if you're doing it right it means that you're being competent okay Incompetent, but you know, when you go live, you might start going to conscious incompetence a little bit. And might be you, you might be breaking even right here. I but reckon you know, it's, it's gonna be a process. I yes. reckon, I reckon that's the thing that when you get into backtesting, you're on stage three. But as soon as you go into the live market, I do think you're gonna dip back into um, the previous level. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's, it's like that. But I think also we shouldn't make it that much of a deal. Because I mean, if it is a big keep, deal for everybody. It is, it is a deal. It is a deal. But the thing is, it is a deal because you're saying that it's a deal. Yeah. Because honestly, if, if you know or if you believe that doing demo and doing life is the same and that those are just numbers, of course, it's way easier saying it than doing it because, yeah. you know, we're humans. But it's good to kind of stop reinforcing that belief that much and think like, okay, if I can do it here, I can do it everywhere. You know, like kind of reinforce that positive belief because that's the truth. Yeah. You're trading the same market, you know, it's, it's the same thing. Or at least if you're trading demo, because a lot of people has, like, they're profitable with them when they, when they go live, they have problems. It's just mental work, you know, it's all mental work. Yeah. I'm seeing that a lot right now because uh, the uprising of new Forex traders, um there's a lot of people actually i'm not going to lie but there's a lot of people smashing it on demo 
and it's all mm -hmm. fun and games and you know props to them that okay cool they can do it on a demo they have a methodology which is maybe not that hard to find but uh, I'm just interested for when they hit a live account because I yes. remember I remember that for myself when I started a live account yeah I went I probably went back to stage one you know it's like yeah hello darkness my old friend all over again <laughs> yeah said so the same thing happens to to me anything happens to everybody but when you start getting more experience, when you start spending more time with the charts, and it's not because of your belief, but you're seeing it in the charts that your strategy works and that you know how to do it, then you're going to start feeling more comfortable because you yeah. are seeing it. You know, it's not nobody's telling me that or True. I didn't read it something somewhere. I'm, I'm seeing it happen. True, but I still think that um, if people jump onto a live and they start seeing things happen, after a winning streak, when they start hitting a losing streak, that's when they stop seeing things happen. Yes, yes. Which is also like, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That's when they Takes need to time. face their demons. That's that's the point when they literally need to stand up and be like, "Yo, what is the problem?" And if mm -hmm. they don't do that, they won't master trading. You know. No. And another thing is that the fact that you're conscious is that you're competent this week doesn't mean that you're gonna be competent the next week because this is a skill and you're not the same every day yeah so that's why i think this is one of the most mind energy consume consuming yeah mind, yeah consuming yeah because um it takes a lot of brain power for you to focus in every single step like when you start learning a new language and you start talking it gets tiring yeah so if i don't feel like reading a book in this language that it takes me a lot of effort to do it if i sit there and i try to read i'm not gonna pay attention to nothing you know i'm yeah. gonna be like oh my gosh i hate this i'm just yeah doing you're gonna it be all over I the place. i have to do it exactly yeah same thing with trading you know so you have to kind of be honest with yourself be honest with yourself with how you feel with what you want what you don't want what are your fears um, and you know, deal with it, but be on, honest with yourself. It's gonna help you a lot to be competent. Yeah, actually, I had a really f interesting talk with my friend the other day. We were discussing the business and the forex aspect because you know uh, we both have a business and uh, we both do forex. And it's funny because we talked about how business differs. And it's for example, like in business, you don't always or you don't necessarily need to face your demons or face your fears or. You might mm -hmm. need to face some fears, but not everything like you do in trading. And for example, let's say 10 years down the line, you built your business and it's going super well and you're a great manager in your business. And yeah, let's say you have a great house and you have whatever you wanted. And But that's maybe when depression is going to start kicking in because you never really face those demons. You never mm -hmm. face those fears, you never face those big problems that you had, which in trading before you can make a lot of good money yes. and be consistent that's the first thing you have to do so i think trading makes a really all-rounded person if yes if it's a master is, is this in actually a really interesting like thing what you're saying because that's how it is oh, yeah. how, like i wouldn't like to be a millionaire that is depressed and you know have like drunk all, all the time and depressed with his lives and bored no you want to like be on peace with yourself yeah first and i think maybe that is why there's a negative connotation for really rich people because that's the only aspect known the business maybe aspect where people get rich by building a business and then they all get fallen into depression because of this yes. and that and 
Maybe that's also why I, I wouldn't be sure, but it could be one of the reasons. Yeah. So. But like, there is depressed people in all the. I mean, yeah. Economic levels, you of know. Of course. So yeah, we blame a lot probably the rich people because, you know, because people like to feel victims and stuff like that. And we tend to talk bad about rich people. Even you know, my family was a little bit like that. So so you know, it's normal. It's cultural. Yeah. But. but... But I think it happens everywhere. I think that rich people thing is with rich people, I might be wrong, but I do think that rich people, they come from a place like the reason maybe some wanted to become rich is because they came from a place of inadequacy in a place mm -hmm. of lacking. Um, yeah. And they know where they came from. And that kind of maybe just catches up to them once they turn like 50 or like 60 or, or maybe even 40 or 30 when they make it. It's because they kind of compensated for the things they never had. Not yes. not even maybe materialistic. Let's say like uh, having a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever. And but it's still going to catch up because they came from the inadequacy and the incom in, not incompetence but the lacking. So unless they really face it, then I think it's it will catch up to them. So yeah, it doesn't matter how much money they will have. It's the fact that they psychologically haven't change their beliefs and perception because that relationships they had as a kid maybe with their parents or their caretakers weren't the relationships that nurtured the kid but in fact always de like um diminished his like uh co value. competence yeah value yes. exactly and the the low self-esteem maybe brought the person to become really really successful in having a lot of material uh, wealth but he might not be rich in psychological like health or wealth you know yes so that's also a yeah. huge topic and huge misconception many people might have yeah it's, it's, it's really important right so we have the fourth level then um yeah so the fourth level well going back just to finish this um this yeah. is probably where you're gonna accomplish your discipline your emotions your risk management and you'll be always striving uh toward self-mastery right so this is not about nobody else no more this is about you mm -hmm. but of course it's gonna take time because you know you're practicing it like if i'm learning a new language this conscious competence is that i'm aware what i'm of what i am saying but mm -hmm. it's gonna take me time in my brain to translate the word in the new language and the new language that i'm that i'm learning the, mm -hmm. my previous language and the new language that i'm learning so this one as i said is tiring and it becomes really repetitive but there is a thing in our brain that is called neuroplasticity so basically neuroplasticity is how fast you can learn if you have a strong uh, neuroplasticity if your brain is more open if i can say so uh, you're gonna absorb more information and you're gonna follow the right patterns more often than not so there is a lot of exercise to do this to kind of train your subconscious mind, your mind to create channels that are gonna become automatic in your body. For example, when you were a baby, you didn't know how to walk too good. And you were like, you know, like you needed some help or something you were falling. But with the passage of time, those neuro, no, neurological channels 
connected and now you can walk without even thinking that you're walking because your brain is doing it for you so it's giving you more space in your head if i can say it that way to do different stuff like i can walk and listen in a book or listen to some music stuff like that you can do multiple activities because it's in your brain and this is where we go to the unconscious competence that it becomes automatic the person doesn't even has to think about it like a trader doesn't have to be thinking that he's trading at that moment because they already have a routine they already have a pattern like yeah. washing your your mouth you know it becomes a pattern it becomes repetitive it becomes boring yeah that's why they say it. <laughs> yeah it's true exactly I mentioned that also yes. a couple of times that when you're really good at trading, it is boring. It's you place your pendings and you forget about them and then you wake up yes. and you're like SL hit or TP hit. It doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. And I think that's um, why a lot of traders also do different stuff. Like they learn how to drive airplanes. They learn how to play an instrument. They learn how to do different things because I mean, yeah. it's about a mentality. It's not just you want to get there and then get bored, like retired and don't do nothing else during the day. You have now that like that believe in yourself that you're capable of doing everything. If you just go through the process and learn it. Exactly. So when you have that learner mind, it's going to be excited for you to learn new things. It's going to make you happy. And that's when you're going to have a more fulfilled life. And that's when you're going to have more abundance too. Yeah, that as well. But also, for example, taking my case for um as an example is that yes i'm really young and my trading style is uh, intraday and uh you know higher time frames so i don't look uh, at anything lower than at most the one hour candle so every four hours i check the charts i have my analysis you know super simple but you know what do i do in between each like four hour candle you know and that's kind of yes that allows me because i don't scalp uh. i really I don't want to. I really do not want to sit there for five or four hours a session. You know, that's not the way I want to. Like, I just want to do other things, build businesses, go to university, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, just educate myself. And yeah, you know, because yes. I, I personally, I might be wrong because everybody their own thing, but I don't see the point. And there's people who are glued to their screens from like London uh, to like night. Uh, sessions yeah. and I, I'm just sitting there like why would you be spending like having a job <laughs> yes like you're working a nine to five to have yeah. to place 20 positions yes okay sure you might yield like three to five percent a day but if you ask me that's not going to be considered I don't I don't see that in the long it might run be sustainable I exactly. really don't think so yeah so sure a year two sure three years but I would not want that. And I see people right now on Instagram, sure, they're smashing it. Don't get me wrong. They're really earning money. But long run, yeah, I don't know. They'll get burnt out yeah. probably. Yeah, probably. So. Well, I, I use call, but I also day trade and swing trade because right. it depends on what the market is giving me. I like to scalp because, you know, I have my schedule already. Like I, I got comfortable with it. I trade like for three hours and it's not like i'm trading all the time because sometimes i'm not scalping in the one minute all the time like today i took a small trade but like it was almost nothing because i didn't even like the market today but i don't i don't really do too many trades in the day i'm more like a sniper trader instead of taking a lot for you know the risk reward i'm going more with the probability of the strategy just like a couple 
offshoots and, and that's it. Yeah. But yes, every, everybody has a different style, you know, and as long as you're doing good, that's that's great. Um, regarding to what you were saying, what to do in those four hours, because I do also enter in day trades and sometimes it takes days, you know, it does. you like look at the trade and it's the same price that 24 hours earlier. And it's like, this yeah. is not moving. Yeah, last year, uh, quickly going to interrupt, we had a UCAD cell, USD CAD cell. We waited, I think, 14 days uh, on a four hour chart because it was entry on the four hours. We waited 14 days for us to hit 100 pips. It was, wow. I was just, you know, that kind of things. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? But yes, sorry. It takes a long time. Sorry that I interrupted. Carry on. Um, so yes, that, that happened a lot. Um, actually, going back to that topic, there was a, a girl that was asking me about that today in Instagram, about how to wait for the right for the entry. Because sometimes you get impatient, and I was telling her to try to see how you're feeling. If you can focus in another type of activity, like you know, cleaning, doing exercise, uh, I don't know, doing whatever you like to do, right? Just, yeah. Something that distracts you. And if you're feeling with a lot of pressure, because sometimes you're going to feel pressure between the hours, you know, and more if you're developing your your competence, right? Yeah. So something that I was telling her is just have to have your trading plan and your psychology um, plan. So we can talk about that in another video, basically all the, for example, the psychology plan that I have, but something that I do is reading it to calm myself. And Absolutely. Waiting. Yeah. That's a good idea. We're definitely going to do that. No, but uh, that is the case. And I think uh, you're really not supposed to be stressing. You're not supposed mm -hmm. to be letting emotions get to you, but you are supposed to look those emotions in the eyes and be like, look, I understand mm -hmm. my fear. I understand this, but I will kind of like understand that what I'm doing is part of it. And it doesn't mm -hmm. really matter because it's just a game of probability. You're not you're not here to know like you just have to be one with understanding that there's uncertainty and you just have to play the game of probabilities. That's really it. You know, there's no mm -hmm. there's no certainty. There's no such thing as, oh, this uh, for example, zone is going to do this and I'm certain. No, you're not. No uncertain. And this market is uncertain. So yeah. it's just playing out your probabilities and just letting it do its own thing, obviously, really. And, and that's that's why it's so important, the risk management. Exactly. Yeah. But it's it's a whole process. So yes, it's a whole process. So yeah, I actually find this a really interesting pyramid. Uh, to be to be fair with you, this is the first time I've seen it. So you did open uh, my eyes up to something new. So I appreciate that. Um, on this note, do you maybe have anything to add to all of this? Maybe tips um, and tricks? Yes, yes. Actually, I had some tips depending on the place you are. So the first thing that the first question that you should make to yourself is in what part you are and being honest with yourself. It's not like Oh, I'm, um, I'm consistent, but I'm breaking even, but no, I'm consistent in my mind. You know, like you have to be honest with what's going on. So in the first level, um, open, you have to open your eyes and learn more about the basics. Mm -hmm. Don't try to just keep gambling for the next six, eight months because you're just wasting your time and you're going to waste a lot of money. So the faster you accept that you might don't know anything <laughs> and you need some education, the faster you're going to learn. So don't spend too much time right there. Yeah. Uh, also, try to be more in demo because you don't want to be trading life right here. You're going to lose a lot of money 
and then you're gonna go through a lot of pain do you reckon because my opinion on this is i'd say it varies um i don't know i might for me i would not want to encourage demo i that's me because i'll give you my explanation because demo it gives a person the feeling of safety and i believe that if that's given to them they're going to be setting their belief system and their perceive like they're going to perceive reality as as if it's a demo and then when they jump onto real money they're going to have to unlearn that to do live so i might be wrong but i know that for me no no but but you're right too because another thing is if you don't feel no pain you're never gonna learn nothing like sometimes you need that pain you know yeah like I don't know my first account was so i started off with a live i blew the live then i went on to demo and i'll be honest with you that's probably the biggest mistake i've ever made um just simply because demo demo just plants things into your head and your head's gonna start thinking things and when you get back onto the live <laughs> good luck on learning that unless you really want to try yes. so it's a hard one but yeah. i re- there's a lot of biased opinion on this but i don't know yeah but at least if because personally i i i've never i never traded demo yes like the first thing that i was that i went i was like okay how am i gonna learn because yeah so i was realistic you know like okay if i don't learn this i'm never gonna be a trader so i just was like i'm gonna look for a mentor right now don't tell people to go on demo if you've never done demo yourself (laughs) that's the wrong advice right here (laughs) but for the people that hasn't get no education you know but I mean, sometimes I reckon that if you're given, if people blow their $100, $200, $500 accounts, they're going to take things much more seriously than sitting on their sofa yeah. trading demo. I think because yeah, life is going to hit them harder. It's like getting out of college and realizing that getting a job is much harder than you thought. Kind of same here, but yes, then twice as yes. hard because it's your money. So what we can do is don't go demo, go live. But don't put all your money in your trading account because yeah, you don't yeah, yeah. know what you're doing. What you can afford to lose, definitely. Yes, yes. yes. You know, this is not financial advice at the end of the day. So if you do want yes, to go yes, demo, yes, yes. Do, go your do Whatever your demo. you want. <laughs> exactly. But this is just our experiences that we're sharing. Yes. So. Yes. Just a disclaimer. It's important. It's important to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So in the, according with the second level, um, you have to review your trades spot your losing patterns to don't keep making the same mistakes and don't lie to yourself right so having a journal and accept your situation if you know you're not consistent it's because you're something don't you're doing something wrong and you have to improve on that and be honest with you yeah and here in the third one it would be keep focusing in the strategy and being disciplined and you have to start trading more without your feelings like you know, if you're gonna be trading, you have to be focusing on the chart. So that's why I say it's so important to know how you're feeling before trading. Because if you're not feeling like trading, you shouldn't trade. Yeah. Because it's just hard for your mind to be focusing in all that information. And now, if you have another problem in your mind, you're gonna have a poor performance. Yeah, maybe meditation prior to a session is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe just like sit down for ten minutes and meditate your problems out your head. Um, stand face to face with what you have if you have if you made losses last week just sit down meditate talk to those losses uh, not to your losses talk to your mind in a sense that 